announced that the craft was some super-secret Russian spy plane. He had posted two MPs to guard the patient until he could be questioned. Suddenly, the patient's eyes popped open. He sat bolt upright and yelled, Control, do you hear me? Susan rushed to him. One of the MPs grabbed her arm to stop her. She turned and commanded, Let go, Sergeant. He released his grip. He said to the other MP, he said, Tell the Lieutenant Granger that the prisoner is awake. The man went running. Another nurse appeared. Susan turned to her and said, Meg, tell the doctor the patient is awake, and he needs to get here before the lieutenant does. The man does not need to be interrogated before we get him stabilized. The MP scowled at her but said nothing. Meg scampered towards the doctor's office. The man they called John Doe awoke confused, thrashing a little bit, until Susan's gentle touch calmed him. Where am I? he asked. You're in Arizona, at an army hospital, she replied. He was still confused. Who am I? he asked. Susan smiled at him. We were hoping you could tell us that one. The MP scratched his head. How could they get information from the guy if he didn't even know his own name? He sounded sincere. The man didn't act like he was playing dumb. How did I get here? John Doe's furrowed brow became deeper. There was a crash. The plane in which you were flying went down. You got out just in time. The doctor arrived first. Captain Ralston was just starting to go bald and was a little overweight, but he was as sharp as a tack. How are you doing, son? he said as he stooped down by the man's bedside. He was checking the patient's eyes with a penlight as he spoke. Neck hurts, and my head is pounding. You do have a concussion and probably whiplash, Dr. Ralston turned to Susan. We need some pain medication for this man. Yes, sir, she responded and then headed off towards the medicine closet. Lieutenant Granger arrived, looking angry. I'm going to want to talk to the prisoner alone, he said to the doctor. The lieutenant started out as a 90-day wonder, one of those men who had gone to officer training school straight out of college. He was shipped to lead troops in Vietnam. He had served two one-year deployments where he had been equally hated by his superior officers and his men. He landed in the military police where he could feed his ego by throwing his weight around. Granger was thin and tall with short, high, and dry-cropped brown hair. His back was almost as rigid as his adherence to the rule book. Ralston always looked at the man with contempt. Of course you are, Lieutenant. The doctor paused on that word so as to let Granger know that he was a captain and outranked him. You can talk to the patient. Again, he paused as he emphasized the word patient instead of prisoner. You will not be talking to him today, however. He has a concussion and is dazed. 
I really must protest, doctor. I need information. The doctor shrugged. You can take it up with my superior, but it will do you no good. As the attending physician, I deem the patient unfit for your interrogation. John Doe watched the conversation, wondering what he had done to have an MP guarding him. The returning MP took back up his position at the foot of the bed while the lieutenant stormed off. Susan put a blood pressure cuff on John and a thermometer in his mouth and then started to take his pulse. Her warm touch felt good against his skin and John smiled to himself. Whatever he'd done could wait until tomorrow. Today he had a pretty woman caring for him and he liked it. She wrote something down in his chart and handed it to the doctor, who looked at it and nodded to her. Susan had always been his favorite.